Pints and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and Vibes. Guess who's back? Back again. Triple H is back. <laughs> Tell our friend. Guess who's back? Welcome to Tides to Fight the Show that discuss the wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm sexual chocolate Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Tout and Shout Danielle Radford. Yes, indeed. Tout, 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 tout. And the rough writer, Lindsay Kelk. That's fair this week. That is a fair and accurate description of what I am and what I do. So thank you, pals. There's really just like one big important piece of news that we're going to talk about this show. So if you came to listen to almost anything else, too bad. (laughs) Switch to something else. Switch to something else. I'm letting you know now. Trigger warning. Content warning. Whatever kind of warning you want. Sound the clacks. But I think before we talk about that, do we want to talk about the IGWP? (laughs) The, the introduction of a IWGP. women's title. IWGP. <laughs> nope, Hal just refuses anymore. to accept it. Whatever, whatever the, whatever the yeah, Hal, IWGP. Hal has fine. reached his yes. criteria. He's reached his full limit of, of letters. Uh, he can, he's taken all he can take and he can take no more. <laughs> Look, the number it, of things. I blame the trios belts. Once there were yeah. those new belts and, uh, at AEW, Hal was like, that's it. I've learned enough. Yeah. I'm done. You can actually, I don't know if people know this, but you can actually only accept three new belts into your brain per week. That is a, a real Mm-mm. thing that if you yeah. talk to uh, neurologists, they'll tell you that. So <laughs> the IWGP women's belt being announced after those, there, there was just no hope for it. If that was the case, I would have chosen the IWGP women's belt three times before I chose those trios. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, at, uh, yes. at this 100%. point, does anyone does anyone expect anything for, more from me? And does anyone really care? IWGP has introduced a women's title. If you cut any of that out, <laughs> Julian, I will sue you. <laughs> in the highest court of the land. Yeah, credit where credit's due. I think this is a massively positive step forward. I I think it speaks largely to also Japanese culture evolving, which is which is a thing. Mm. Um, and I speak mm. as someone who mm-hmm. loves Japanese culture, but it's always been an issue that the women's and the men's has been kept separate and women's wrestling is taken very seriously in Japan, but Oof. there was never, right? It's a huge deal, but there was a never this, this uh, unification. There was never a, a, a moment where it was held in the same esteem at the same time. So like, this is exciting because maybe we're going to get women's matches at Wrestle Kingdom. And I know we've had a couple. I know we I come on, don't people try to <laughs> get that podcast. Uh, but maybe we're gonna get like an IWGP women's title on Wrestle Kingdom. Like that will be amazing. I want it. I want, I want it. it. I need it. And I you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it, Danielle. For the first time in about four years, I feel comfortable saying you're gonna get a thing you've been told you're gonna get. This is the week of getting everything. <laughs> This is the week of French fries instead of baked potatoes. It's like you yes. ordered those French fries and you're going to get them. You're going to get them. Going to get it. Going to get it. I also want to put over it. So just to sort of set up what happened, we recorded our episodes Friday mornings. We recorded the episode and then like, I think within like 30 minutes of us finishing, so then the news broke about Vince McMahon retiring and Triple H is back and taking over, assuming not only his talent relations role, but now assuming control of creative 
But everybody is heading down to Comic-Con. And I want to talk about one thing that happened at Comic-Con. I'm not putting it over. But they had a run-in. AEW had a run-in. It was like Malachi Black attacking someone. Two people attacked another person. But my favorite part is watching these staffers and volunteers at at San Diego Comic-Con who could not have cared less what was happening. They were like, we have to put more of these paper name cards that like I've seen them turn over like we have to turn this room over this is not like I don't I'm are you done yet are you finished attacking can we are put you, that table doing, back up and bit? put you the cards we bit? have to refill the water pitchers we have to make sure we have to do a sound check yeah it's uh, like so Aquaman's was, in here in a minute like we need you to move yeah. this on <laughs> this is an improv everywhere we do have to maybe fix your camera angles on that one I, I just found that amusing so the news breaks Vince McMahon is still a majority shareholder, of course, but the co-CEOs are now Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan, Triple H, head of creative for all of WWE. Now, Julian and I were the only ones available to sit down and record (laughs) a quick reaction, which we did. So, Lindsay and Danielle... Where were you and how did you react when you heard the news that Vince was was out? I was getting ready to head to San Diego. I was doing all my last minute checks and getting all my stuff. And then all of a sudden, my phone was like blowing up. And I was like, is a family member sick? Like what happened? And then I opened it up and every it's just nothing but all of my wrestle friends just like literally sending not even words, just like getting a bunch of hearts here, an exclamation point or two there. Uh, uh, even people who haven't really been watching wrestling very much have been like, what is going on with this thing that's happening? And it was because all of us have said, like, he's going to die in gorilla. He's going to die in the chair. He's never leaving. He's going to die in that ring. Even with all of the controversies and everything that's come up lately, he still like made it his mission to be on TV or to send someone else in his proxy on TV to be like, everything's cool, guys. It's all of us forever together. And of course, they did that thing where you bury news like that on a Friday, hoping that no one's going to be able to really cover it. It feels like at the end of The Wiz when they're singing Brand New Day, like that's how I feel. (laughs) Like when I heard that, like... Obviously, a lot of the same people who were in charge of things that of eras that we didn't like are still there and are still in charge. Um, hopefully, Kevin Dunn's ass might be smooth the fuck up out of here. That would be dope. But yeah, no, it feels like a very good, very positive first step. And I cannot I'm over the moon waiting to see what happens with this. It's like this is it, this is legitimately one of the most exciting pieces of Russell news. Um, obviously, it's exciting right now because we've all even last week we were all like, oh, there's really not much that we're looking forward to right now. This is one of the biggest things to happen in wrestling in what, like 20 years. This is massive. Maybe ever. This is a huge, 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 huge deal. It's always going to be taxes, my friends. It's always taxes. Every time you try to get out like the corrupt person or the mobster, it's not going to be for the crimes. It's going to be for the money. <laughs> I knew it was a wrestling-related emergency because I... I mean, what a time to have my only meeting outside of the house in about four months. I was so mad. And I'm like, there's no polite way where I can be like, excuse me, fellas, can I just pop outside for 15 minutes because something real big just happened. Um, But I knew it was wrestling-related because I got texts from my brother and you guys. Uh, (laughs) That's how I knew. When your notifications are Bobby iPhone and tights and fights, uh, that's how I know what it is. But 
oh, oh, it was an exciting day in Lindsay's house. I genuinely still think that Stephanie binged uh, Succession very recently. I still mm. think that that's what this is. I think Stephanie and Trips have been watching Succession. They watched it all at once and they were like, well, he'll still be a shareholder, but it, we can see how that would limit his powers. Uh, you know, <laughs> watch it, people. It's great. If you like wrestling, you'll really enjoy Succession. I think this is good. I think this is positive compared to how I felt last week, which was like very low energy about wrestling. I am all turned around. I watched Raw this week. I watched some of NXT this week. I'm going to watch SmackDown this week. Like I watched SmackDown last week. There are a lot of people I'm seeing complaining about this. And I know we're going to talk more about Stephanie specifically, but I saw a lot of people being like, but while there's a McMahon in charge, it will never change. And my feeling is this, that it's like all the people who didn't want Hillary for president because they hate Hillary. But look at your choices. You you had Hillary or you had what we got. So if you had Steph or Vince, which one is actually better for the world? You might not like either option, but can you let me have this? Can I have this? Can I have a lady do this, please? And they're like, no, no, you can't because we've decided we hate her too. And it's like, you, you might be justified to not like her. Your reasons might be valid. But it's better than the alternative. And I feel like we're seeing that very same divide play out over Wrestle Twitter that we saw play out over the whole country. I also watched Raw. I thought it was a very good show. And I'm trying to... You have to go, like, there's no way he's coming in and, and whole cloth rewriting everything that's happening. No. SummerSlam is tomorrow as of this recording. There will be the day of when 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 you hear it. So there's not a lot to change. Plus, they're in Madison Square Garden, which is always a, a big show. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're still waiting to see. Like, maybe this Monday we'll get a better sense. It yeah. did all look crisper. Mm-hmm. It did. Felt like it, everyone it, had a pep in their step. Sure did, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's got to be exciting. Not because anybody knows it's going to happen, but for the exact opposite mm-hmm. that we don't know. We don't know if... He's going to be better or not, but there's a chance that he will because we all liked what he did with with NXT, which wasn't 100% him, but he put a team in place that was able to support a vision that he had, Mm -hmm. and him having control of that brand made it wildly successful. The the talent that came up through that time period, they must be fucking thrilled, you know, because they know what's possible and they know what can be achieved. Honestly, the energy of the show was different. And I guess it's going to be down when your CEO is being investigated at the time and nothing feels good. Um, But it's going to be up when that fella's gone. Woods making all those like fun references. And because I, of course, obviously, if you're one of like Vince's guys right now, you're probably sweating a little bit or leaving. And then everyone finding out that you're leaving and then someone calling it to remind you that you have a contract and that you have to get back uh, to SmackDown (laughs) immediately. Um Even that I thought was handled beautifully, the way they basically used Austin Theory as a little bit of a Vince cipher this week, you know? I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, he's going to take such a beating this week. And he he did. Stay in the parking lot. Right? (laughs) Right? Do not park your nice car anywhere near the building. Park maybe by a nearby mall and and bus in. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I thought they handled that really well. They acknowledged it. Paul Heyman first up obviously and then Roman's his daddy's not here anymore daddy's gone I was like oh my god I want you to analyze this situation here you understand your daddy's not here anymore (laughs) 
This is my ring. I transcended at that point. I actually left my body at that point. <laughs> and I and I was pleased to do so. Yeah, it's it's uh, hard not to be excited right now if you still watch WWE and easy to be indifferent if you don't because you can poo-poo anything. That, that's the same for, you know, you could take that tack on anything that you yeah. that you feel massively disappointed by that has just sort of easy low-hanging fruit to point out the weaknesses that everybody else will readily ignore. That's just the nature of fandom. You pick a sport, pick a team, pick a city. Pick a person. Well, I had picked a city, but I'm not allowed anymore. So what's that? I said I had picked a city, but I'm not allowed anymore. <laughs> Are you not allowed there anymore? Oh, I'm not allowed. I'm not. No, allowed you're to not pick allowed to pick on it, Danielle. Oh, I'm yeah, not yeah, allowed yeah. to oh. go there. I personally am yeah. banned. <laughs> oh yeah, Lindsay. Uh, here's some other late breaking news. Lindsay will not be attending WrestleMania 40. Uh, unfortunately, um, she will not let something go. This is what you get for advocating for the rights of horses. This is what you get. You know, it's weird. Because the English English fans are known to be so calm and collected and and respectful. Uh, you're thinking of hooligans, Hal. You're thinking of hooligans, uh, which is the most adorable name ever given to a bunch of violent mobs. Uh-huh. Uh, not yeah. fans, uh-huh. hooligans. Um, uh-huh. And as far as I know, not eating poop. As far yeah, as I know. There's a difference between putting other people in the hospital and putting yourself in the hospital. Yes, exactly. One is, One is historically much, much more widely accepted. So, And listen, for those people who are sitting there like, what about the horse? The horse took a shit and walked away. You think that horse? Have you ever seen a horse inspect their own shit and go, mm, that looks good. What have I been eating? The horse did not ask to be brought into the middle of this, Hal. And I, I advocate for that you horse. You brought that horse in. I advocate for that <laughs> You horse. brought that horse in. <laughs> That horse has nothing to the do with it. The poop eater brought the horse in, Hal, and I will take it all the way to our our illegal Supreme Court. I will do he it. Didn't feed it. It's not like he went in like it was a buffet and went elbow deep to get the shit out. I'm just doing this now to watch Danielle eat her own hand. <laughs> Danielle, do you want to say I'm anything? I'm just going to keep drinking water. Do you, do you have anything you want to say about Philadelphia right now that uh, you can say? I'd like to yeah. say I, I, you know, I have no uh, ill will towards the city of Philadelphia. I think it's a beautiful, wonderful place full of beautiful, wonderful people. And that guy that ate mm. horse poop. It's a shame you're going to miss out on it. I'm devastated. Although uh, I was shame. informed by our listenership that actually if I can beat you in a race up the rocky steps that I get to uh, revoke that ban. So I'm in training. Oh, Julian's training me. Yeah. And uh, we're going uh, to do this of, at WrestleMania. Leave it to a, like bunch of, uh, yeah. a bunch of tourists to invoke the rocky steps as a way for you to get back in the city. Yeah. They have no authority, unfortunately, no standing whatsoever. Yeah. They do not get to make this decision. Well, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't make the. I didn't make the rules. Hell. I know. I did. I did. It's my hometown. <laughs> Be careful. You wait till WrestleMania's in Doncaster. You wait till WrestleMania <laughs> comes to Donny. I will wait. <laughs> I will wait for we the rest of my wait. life. For literally the rest of your life. Yeah, sorry. Although I will say AEW has um, been to um, Doncaster. <laughs> so I yeah, of course they have. Of course they have. <laughs> Of course oh, they have. They're doing argument. full Donnie no. there next year. I know Bobby was. Super they went full about Donnie that. at the Doncaster Dome where Baby Lindsay used to go ice skating. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Aww. Anyway, WrestleMania Fortress in Philadelphia. That. Vince is gone. What a great week. Vince is gone, and you know we 
we had massive discussions about Vince leaving in the Tights and Fights Twitter and Facebook group. Majority of responses were cautiously optimistic, understandable. Alex said, I am really hopeful that this is the beginning of some real change. There are a few more names that seem to need to be moved on, as in Kevin Dunn, but it may be a case that they must be shown unwilling to change before moving. Neil said the impulse to everyone to prove they can do their jobs above and beyond without Vince must be enormous right now. And I think that can carry them through this transition and hopefully result in a better wrestling company on the other side. Yeah, I mean, you do. There is something when a new boss comes in, mm-hmm. even if it's someone coming back, where there would legitimately be people who work there, who knows who, who might not feel threatened, but feel like I need to understand the political landscape that I now exist in. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is mm-hmm. just. There, every single workplace on the planet has a political landscape. They're all different, and you need to figure out how to navigate. Where do I sit? What is important now that might have not might not have been important before? What remains important? And all those things have to be figured out. And and hopefully, you have leadership in place. This is where that becomes so important to help establish what your brand identity is. This is mm. this is what WWE needs to be moving forward. And it may largely be the same with a few changes. It may be, I want this to feel different. But if you don't have that central idea of what it means to be in WWE or in any company, then the company will ultimately, no matter what bouts of success they have, ultimately fail. Because if you do not have a brand identity, If you do not understand what your company is and you're not all generally rowing in the same direction, the boat's not going to get anywhere. That's just, that's like simple, simple, simple. And and people need to know from the bottom of the food chain to the very top, at least have an idea of where you're supposed to be headed. I can't stress that enough as someone who, who has worked in corporate America for a very long time, like that stuff is important. You need, that's what keeps you going when you show up outside of the paycheck. I would, I would make the them coming. all write a letter about why they should keep their jobs. Cause that's always been my favorite <laughs> thing to do when a new boss comes in and I would pay any money to be in the locker room when everyone is given a piece of paper and a pencil until they have 30 minutes to write a letter about why they should keep their jobs. <sighs> And any ideas they have for the company. <laughs> Name one person who you think talks out loud and says what they're writing as they write it. You know what they mean? They're like, yeah. And I, I mean, Austin Theory for sure. Riddle. Riddle for sure. Austin Riddle. Riddle's Riddle. getting spelling help. Uh, like he's for sure sounding out his bigger words. Because it's like, you know, do you write? I should be champion. Because that's what they want to see. That you want to like strive mm-hmm. for success. Or do you write for more of a strategic letter saying why, you know, everyone should be succeeding and who else is great? It would be a magical thing. Steph. You talk about long-term booking, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I feel like Rhea Ripley would do it. and Because it's not a sign of of lack of intelligence. It's sort of like the, oh, this is good. And then I'm going to... Uh, It's more of a a, a drag race. (laughs) Can I say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like more of one of those moments, one of my favorite memes. I know that they use uh, career development coaches because one of my friends is at a company that they used one time. Please make them do it, Steph. It's good for them. Everyone needs to practice their handwriting Mm -hmm. from time to time. Please make them do it. Yeah. Give everybody a composition book as soon as they get to catering. Yeah. yeah. If you want a sandwich, you got to write your letter. Like, that's what I know. <laughs> and some Mod Podge in case they want to do it as like a crafting. Oh, nice. You know, nice. Little... Yeah. You can express it through yeah. any artistic medium that you prefer. Yeah. But you have 30 minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> 
If you have any thoughts on Vince McMahon leaving WWE, you can tell us about it in our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. Always and forever. Now, then, forever is when you can find that information. You can find links to all those. Not together. Not anymore, Vince. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Now, then, until last Friday. When we come back, the billion-dollar princess is all grown up. That's up next on Tights and Fights. We've got breaking news, my friends at Soylent. For years, food was thought only to be possible with items you left your house to purchase. That's right, Lindsay. Driving out to a store, waiting in lines, paying for unhealthy drive-in food. Truly a nightmare of inconvenience. Absolutely correct, Danielle. But now there's a brand new way that is healthy, tasty, and delivered right to your door. I've become a witch. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> you got it, Lindsay. It's Soylent. Get your curated order in healthy squares or delicious drinks like the Soylent Complete Meal. And you've got to give it... <clears throat> what, why am I now doing Mid-Atlantic? Um, <laughs> um, and you've gotten to give this a taste. Right, Lindsay? Exactly right, Danielle. I'm a 1940s newspaper girl, and I'm going to start saying things like this. Lickety-split. Got to get this right. It's tasty, ready-to-drink, plant-based shake with tons of protein in great flavors like chocolate, vanilla, mint, strawberry, and more. And the only thing better than convenient and delicious food is getting it for a discounted price. Isn't that right, Danielle? Uh, You're my girl Friday. Sorry, out of character. You have overloaded the maximum correctness, Lindsay. Go to Soylent.com slash tights and use the promo code tights to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com slash tights and promo code T-I-G-H-T-S. Extra, extra, all ships at sea for 20% off your first order. Who'd have thought you'd be so correct, Danielle? And look out for mine and Danielle's remake of The Thin Man coming in 2023. <laughs> Yeah, we should make the apartment, though. That's we later, should, though. but we should, <laughs> we, should, we should rewrite the apartment. Hi, it's me, Dave Hill, from before, here to tell you about my brand new show on Maximum Fun, the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, which combines my old Maximum Fun show, Dave Hill's podcasting incident, with my old radio show, The Damn Dave Hill Show, into one new futuristic program from the future. If you like delightful conversation with incredible guests, technical difficulties, and actual phone calls from real-life listeners, you've just hit a street called easy. I'm also joined by my incredible co-host, the boy criminal Chris Gersbeck. Say hi, Chris. Hey, Dave. It's really great. That's enough, Chris. And New Jersey chicken rancher, Des. Say hi, Des. Hey, Dave. The Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Brand new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun. Plus, the show's not even an hour. It's 90 minutes. Take that, stupid rules. We nailed it. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. It is now time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. I wonder what it might be. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! I love Kate! And a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? What? (laughs) 
We have seen Stephanie McMahon graduate from the damsel in distress to Triple H's fake wife to Triple H's real wife to the chief brand officer all the way to the top of WWE. We don't know how the duties of CEO are being <laughs> being broken up between <laughs> Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon. One would imagine that he is more in charge of, of the logistics and finance half of things and, and the corporate structure. And she would be more in charge of the branding and marketing because mm-hmm. that really is her strength. Is there something else that she should be doing at the company? Like, do you, how do you feel about this? No, I think I think that this is a great fit. It, it's still it is so wild that literally what, like two months ago there it was like, oh, well, Stephanie sucks at her job. That's why she's taking a break. It's because she's it's because she blows at work. And now she's like, in, you know, now she's half of in charge of all of it. It's- I mean, all that confirms for me is that Stephanie was in on this from the ground. Floor. <laughs> Stephanie was, she is the shiv in this equation. I'm going to stop making succession analogies immediately. No, you're not. But Stephanie not was for sure in on this when they started planting stories about saying like, well, she has to take some time out because she fucking sucks. And it's like, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? That's interesting. In a very high pitched Thor talking to... Hulk voice? Is it? Is it? Okay. But you know, I think this is, you're, I think you're exactly right how like this is going to be, because the branding and, and the marketing and everything like that is really her strong suit. I think that if you, if you have a Stephanie McMahon who was already poised to be in this space and you do not put that woman's face every single place you can so that when people think WWE, they think of that woman's face, mm-hmm. then you are fucking up and you're stupid. They did exactly the right call. It gave me such joy when she came out to do the little introduction on Monday. And then when she was like, slow your roll with the thank you, Vince, we're going to do that. And I was like, oh, fuck off. No one wants to hear you say it. But then no. when she turned to the camera and mouthed that I love you, dad, but was dead behind the eyes, that was a real wild moment because I'm like, oh, I don't know how to feel about this because is he even watching? And if he is watching, does he appreciate that? And do you mean that? And is that like you just stuck the knife in the last time? But I'm sorry, I love you. I yes. don't know what this is. I, yeah, no, and I, I hated the thank you, Vince shit, like whatever. Um, we all did, I, but we all knew it was sure. going to happen. We all we knew, knew it was going to happen. But this definitely did feel like a little bit of like kissing Fredo. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was a it was a very clear. Okay, this is done now. Yes, this is it. We're done talking about and it, and we're not going to make a big production about it. The mm-hmm. whole episode is not going to be about it. It's just going to be. I, I would have loved to have seen the family text chain when she got back into Gorilla. The text from oh Sean, uh, Sean Shane, I'm sure, was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's just sitting at home polishing his shoe wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got one of those air, <laughs> those air hose things that you spray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, That's he's how he keeps the dust off his sneaks. Yeah. yeah. Compressed air. <laughs> compressed air. Yeah. This is much as much as we dunk on tout, which is well-deserved, and the number of, of craters in the earth generated by the force of their failures in in promotional and social space. She's always been out there sort of pushing them in that direction, and that turned out in, you know, in 2010 – 2011 we didn't we still were not in a space where where a lot of the like twitter wasn't as big as it has become mm-hmm. 
No, um, a lot of these spaces were not. Even YouTube was not as big as it would eventually become, and who knows no. where it's headed next. But she did have the foresight to push the company in that direction, yeah. which was that is the right choice, and that those are the kinds of of overall decisions and overall strategies that make you a good leader at the top is the ability yeah. to like you have to be willing to fail in order to succeed. You want to make a tomlet, you have to break a few cracks. But you, you also find some cracks. Yeah, yeah, to her credit, they're, they're early adopters in a lot of these spaces. And mm-hmm. the problem with being an early adopter is you end up with a bunch of failures as well as your successes. And people yes. only like to dwell on the things that you did wrong. Of course. But they were all funny. over Vine uh, when it happened. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they, they, they did have a company come in and teach their wrestlers how to use social media back. And this is, I'm talking like years and years ago when my friend went in and did these classes. Like... It was very early on when it was like, this is how you use Twitter. This is how you build a character. This is what you must say and do and have in to build a brand. They were on top of that. Um, They got in on YouTube pretty early, even when they like brought in the Bella's channel and they brought in Up, Up, Down, Down. Like when they couldn't necessarily make their own content, they very quickly brought in content that was successful. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, then for every tout, you know, for every John Cena NFT, uh, you've got a success story in digital for WWE, even down to the streaming, you know, even down to the network. That was revolutionary. God, the, Look at everyone I, that has a streaming platform now. They were one of the first. Especially, God, compared to just how fucking awful it is on Peacock now. You never think you're going to go back <laughs> to the halcyon days of 999. Oh, but it's like, know. you know what? I would pay that. I would. I would pay that <laughs> instead of like the five bucks or whatever I'm paying now for Peacock. I, I would pay the 999 just so I could have that interface back because it was so much fucking better. When you go back to the UK and they still have the network, it is, it is a heartbreaker. It's <sighs> like, oh, look at that. Look at this. <sighs> Any strong memories of Stephanie pre this role? It feels weird to like, we could walk through her career. She was the head of SmackDown, the SmackDown writers team for a while. I mean, on TV, obviously she's the GM. It's like you could... If you want to go at her on-camera roles, well, she was in a cult, and then she was <laughs> the head of the McMahon-Helmsley faction, and then the authority. But behind the scenes, she was part of the SmackDown brand during the, that initial run where they also had Heyman there. Like, they were they were working together, if I'm not mistaken, during that time, which was a really good time for SmackDown as a brand. So she's shown from, from a creative end in the business that that's something that she she's aware of and at least knows how to how to work with a team there yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be very complimentary to Steph in this segment. I know there'll be people who are like, "But," and I'm like, "Yes, there are so many buts, and we could do all day." I I I used to be very very critical of her. I was like, she's a gender traitor. She's a faux feminist. I fucking hate this. And then the more I learned about her, and the more I've seen everything, and and you know, you can't take out context and what that child lived through uh, to become the woman she is today it's like woof nature and nurture and that one was a rough ride but she has so much experience she you know vince yes his dad was a promoter but vince created what exists today right like i mean we can't take that away what exists today exists because of vince yeah Um, stephanie grew up in this machine and she grew up on every facet of it. She was on camera. She has worked in pretty much every role behind the scenes. She has married a wrestler. She is bringing up kids within wrestling. Like mm. She has got so much experience of so many different sides, which I think is what makes her different to Vince. She is him. She has all of him. 
but she also has a lot of other stuff that he did not have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's going to be really interesting. She's closer to the coalface in a way than he was because he was always head carny. You know, she's right. actually been in the machine in a lot of different ways. And yes, she's always been protected. And yes, she's always been a McMahon. But she just has slightly different exposure, which I think is going to alter the way she does things. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm along, I'm uh, right there with you, Lindsay, when it comes to the butts of it all. It, it, it's if you could put the butts look like you know how uh, biblically accurate angels are like all eyes. It's just it just imagine a biblically a biblically accurate angel, but it's all butts. Um, yeah, <laughs> so sure. before we get to that, like that's that's so yes. But that being said, I 100% agree. Like she is, she was born and bred for this she lives and breathes this in a way where because she didn't have to come in and do what vince is or at least how i assume vince thinks of himself as the conquering hero the rest of us thinking of him as head carney or the guy who uh, uh you know the guy who killed the territories or however else you think of him straight but, up monster straight up monster if also that as well yeah yeah oh, oh but, 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 yeah. But, but, yes that, but, but, that as but, well yes yeah, exactly um but forever <laughs> endless um, chain of butts an endless chain of butts oh man Megan the Stallion video is worth the butts <laughs> but so but she is now like she has been bred to take over this kingdom and to take over this empire whereas with Shane it does seem like he's in the outsy sometimes he seems like he wants to be his own man and not just a McMahon and like with her she has very much always seemed like there was no question that this is where she was going to wind up. Can you imagine being their family therapist? Ooh, yikes. I mean. And you can, and just from things like working with Heyman and you, you know, you hear stories sometimes of the fact that Stephanie will sit down with folks and be like, how do you do your job? Teach me how to, you know, like she's mm-hmm. a student. Like she goes in and she wants to learn how everybody does what exactly it is that they do. And of course, obviously, like a learning tree like Heyman is come on, you know. Um, and those were great years of SmackDown. Again, I just, th- there's really, for, for, for the options that we have, there's just no, there's no downside compared to what we had. There just isn't. Yeah. There's no... There's no, I wish we, I wish I could stop saying the same thing over and over again, but I can't just because it's, I'm still in the afterglow, you know, like, <laughs> this is still a good I'm still, thing I'm still us. smoking, I'm still smoking my cigarette. I haven't even gotten up to go take the pee that you're supposed to go take yet. So I don't get a fucking, oh, you've uh, got to, that's really important. Uh, you do. You have yeah. to pee afterwards, ladies. Yeah. That's why we have to, or else you get an infection. Um, I'm yeah. like barely getting up to get a glass of water. I'm still in the smoking <laughs> a cigarette. So yeah, <laughs> Vince says smoke that Vince pack. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I feel like every time you reach for another cigarette, Steph will just keep putting them up there for you. Like right now, she's going to be like, just keep smoking. Just keep smoking, yeah. baby. Don't worry about it. Um, I, I, I really did have a complete about face on her after Evolution and not because she created women's wrestling, as she would have you believe. Yeah. But again, a thing that she is very good at, which speaks again to the digital side of things, is, is seeing an opportunity and seizing it and running with it. Yeah. And she did not create women's wrestling. She was at least complicit in holding women's wrestling back at the company for years. But when the opportunity arose, she did help push it. And honestly, she's a businesswoman. That's her job. My dollars spend. And 
and they helped me spend my dollars. Exactly. I'm wearing a Bailey t-shirt today, which we would not have if we hadn't had Evolution. You know, like that's true. That is a actual fact. I went to Evolution um, as press at a guest as a guest of WWE to write an article about women's wrestling and about evolution so it was a fully planned press trip with an itinerary and one of the things I was like oh you're going to go to the New York office not Stanford which really pissed me off Um, we're going to go into the New York office uh, and see a bunch of presentations and stuff about the business I'm like well I don't really care about that but sure whatever they paid for my flight so I get there and I figured it would just be the PRs would run it all um, but oh no, they take us into a boardroom and Stephanie came out and did the whole company brand presentation that they would do for shareholders or licensors or uh, broadcasters, international broadcasters, this whole brand presentation. And A, I was deeply shocked that she did it because we were just a bunch of um wrestling journalists honestly it was like it was not high fancy wrestling or regular journalists it was like wrestling fans marks like myself who had worked themselves into a position where being able to be paid to to write about wrestling she took a photo with everyone she talked to everybody i very much tried to get out of it (laughs) because i'm (laughs) awkward uh but i did not get out of it and we ended up chatting for a minute and the pr was like oh this is Lindsay. she's an author she writes books and she was like I don't have her books. Why don't I have her books? And she seemed like legitimately pissed off that she felt like this had been spring sprung on her. <laughs> that she was like, I should know this about this person and I feel let down, but you didn't. And he was like, uh, uh, I'll go get them. And she was like, okay, Barnes and Noble is like four blocks up. And I was like, oh shit. Like, also I made the sale, so fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was really shocked at how good she was at her job. Uh, and then I saw her a number of times through that weekend of doing press and stuff. And every time she remembered everyone's name, she made a point of coming over and saying, hi to everybody she is extraordinarily good at her job um and that is why i have a lot more faith in this than i might have having not had personal experience of talking to her just because i saw how important it is to her i really want to believe this is a good thing yeah yeah hard same plus as we've said before i want a half uh, like a, a, a a good healthy competition makes everyone better. And so now that it's like, oh shit, like we're about to start really maybe getting some of the stuff that I want out of WWE. Now we've got Ring of Honor, which was a great show, by the way. We've got everything going on with AEW. We've got um, all the really exciting stuff happening over in Japan. It's like, business is about to pick up. Shit's about to get really exciting, like just through the whole world of wrestling, because like, that's what happens. Rising tides lift all boats. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, really pumped to see like the ripples and like how this works in the business. Yeah. If you have any thoughts about where Stephanie's been, where she is now, and where she is going at the head of WWE, go to our Facebook group via the link in our show notes. Talk about it there. You can tweet at us. You can do whatever you like. It's it's a free country for now. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment... Instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this... Go ahead. 
No, you go ahead. Okay. And okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what would you be putting over this fine weekend? This fine, now listening to it on Saturday. Man, uh, Ricky Starks gave one hell of a promo i don't know if you've seen it going around but uh, it was him versus hook for one of those belts the ftw belt (laughs) one of those belts um and it was great and here it is my time was last month my time was last year my goddamn time is right now And I don't want people to say that I've had a string of bad luck. It's not a string of bad luck. It's a string of just bad timing. And that's why me and Hobbs, we're... Oh, my God! My God in heaven! What impact! No. I know. You say timing. I say booking. I like potato, potato. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no, like, he's just... uh, he, He has been doing some real good work um one of definitely someone like i am i am keeping an eye out on i think that kid's gonna be going places Lindsay, i had like 10 things i wanted to put over this week from last week of being like i don't fucking know wrestling ria um I'm, I'm, I'm only going to put over two, but I am also giving honorable mentions to William Regal when I turned on AEW saying about Chris Jericho, you say wizard, I say tosspot. And I think it was like the happiest moment of that day for me because it really just popped me and he was an absolute delight. Um, but the two things I want to put over, Demandy's Donuts are a real thing. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in the Los Angeles area, I want you to check them out. Um, or... If you want to cheat the system, you could just order donuts from Kettle Glazed in Franklin Village um, because they're the same. And the Demandies ones are more expensive because you get a sticker. But um, they are fantastic <laughs> donuts. They are genuinely really, really good. And uh, they've been really good on social media with it. Like if you buy them and you leave a review, they're like going to call you and say thank you, which is weird. I declined because I'm an awkward turtle who didn't want to speak to them about their donuts. <laughs> But they were very good. So I recommend Demandy's Donuts if you're in the Los Angeles delivery area. And the other thing that I really wanted to put over is you can read the article on teamvogue.com. But there is a lady on the internet called Olivia Giuliano who has been going toe-to-toe with Matt Gates. What a guy. On various reasons for him being an asshole. But she has destroyed him and she has raised an absolute ton of money for reproductive rights in the process. And she was interviewed by Team Vogue, and one of the questions they asked her was, how do you get the confidence to shut down elected officials publicly? And Olivia's response was, I don't think I've ever said this in an interview, but I grew up obsessed with professional wrestling and the WWE, and I truly believe my comeback ability and my confidence in times of arguments and attacks 100% comes from years of watching WWE and scripted conflict.
conflict. She goes on to explain mic work uh, and explain promos. And she said she was a huge Cena fan. She had uh, posters of John Cena and that she got into it with her nana um, because her nan used to watch it with her when she was really little. And then her nan developed Alzheimer's, which obviously is very, very sad. But she always remembered how much she loved wrestling. And that was something that they shared. And I thought that was A, a beautiful story and B, fucking great. Suck it, Matt Gates. Suck it, Matt Gates. I have two things. That's right. When I said I had <laughs> another thing I wanted to put over, Julian's like, oh, do you want to put over one thing? I'm like, am I, do I, it prick me? Do I not bleed? What's going on here? <laughs> the hell? Yeah, I want to put over two things. First is Baby Gargano. That's right. Tuning up the band for Sweet Chin Music. We'll put a link to that. You can't, that's not really a great sound with it. But the other thing I want to put over is imagine you are a, a, a WWE superstar hopeful. You're maybe starting out. You're maybe trying to get into a larger company. Mm. And you want to know what it takes to make things work in the business. Take a listen to Mr. Heyman describe what's really, really important for longevity. I think this is fascinating. My name is Paul Heyman. I walk off. I look at Triple H. I go, that's Paul Heyman. Oh. Because when everybody else walked off, I went, oh, 22, 74, 99. You walked off as a number. You walked off as somebody that gave me a catchphrase. Remember me, I'm the guy. Remember me, I'm the girl. Sell me your name. So good. God, he's so, God, just so He gets man. it. Like, you, like listen, if, if you get advice from Paul Heyman like that, you go sell your name. All right? Right now, I'm going to sell the name Tights and Fights because that does it for us this week. <laughs> Here's some more names. Your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford along with me, Hal Lublin. You can follow me at Hal Lublin on all the social medias. I was recently on Good Christian Fun. You can check that out. Also on Marvel by the Month, making a return long after uh, my turn as Modoc in Squirrel Girl Unbeatable Radio Show was passed. But hey, better late than never. And then, of course, all my usual haunts and places. More stuff to announce soon. So... There, there you go. Danielle? Um, yeah, no, keep watching the Honest Trailers. That's how I keep uh, making them. Um, and yeah, if you want to know what I'm up to or where I'm at, you can just find me on all of my socials and I will be posting stuff there. Lindsay? Same, at Lindsay Kelk on social media. Um, books, you can read them. Uh, I know how many of the people bought on a night like this last week in the UK and some of you still haven't. So I'm just saying it's out uh and you could if you wanted to um but yeah books social media come say hi so our, uh, our producer is punday night heat julian burrell senior producer at maximum fun is laura swisher mike eagle is the voice behind our theme music so we're putting him over for that thank you to all of the max fun members that keep this show going keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes that's also where you can find the official tights and fights t-shirt Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you get that? Put that in your cart and buy it. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.